So, um, you know, Mexico is our neighbor. Yes. And we, when I was after college, I worked hard for a couple of years, saved money, went to Europe, loved it, had a great time. Um, but I had studied Spanish, and so I didn't go to Spain. But um, you know, I came back. Mm -hmm. I really and kind of got the travel bug, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, Mexico—it's mm -hmm. our neighbor. Right. I speak the language it's, to some extent. I did back then. I wasn't fluent, but I thought, well, why don't I start exploring Mexico? It, 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 back then, it was a lot less, you know, expensive. So the right. cost was far. It was easier on my po pocketbook as a photo assistant and <laughs> <laughs> someone who would shoot some PR and weddings once in a while. But right. um, so I began traveling, you know, going to Mexico and going back, and and then I thought, well, maybe I could license some of the, you know, pictures to, mm. to pay for some of these trips, and did some research and found. Uh, then there was an airline they're no longer in business called Mexicana Airlines. I remember Mexicana. Yeah. yeah. And their, their ad agency of record, they were in San Francisco, J. Walter Thompson, and then they moved it to their Los Angeles office. So it was close to me. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, kind of, kind of innocently called up one day and just asked, you know, who works on the Mexicana Airlines account? I'm a photographer. Wow. Um, I'm going down to Mexico City and then I'm going to be in Cancun for five or six days. Um, would you want to see some of the pictures? And mm -hmm. oh yeah, they were interested. So wow, the, it's like in a movie or something. Yeah. So the art, the guy on the account, the art director on the account said, you know, definitely, if you go to Cancun, if you can get over to you know Chichen Itza, and uh, he gave me a Tulum was another place high okay. on his list. They didn't okay. have a lot of existing photos of. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, give me a call. Bring your bring your your pictures in. I'd love to. I'll look at them. There was no commitment on sure. his part, so why not? So sure enough, you know, I did, and there he was. He called one of his, I guess the copywriter, his partner mm -hmm. over, you know, he called him over and uh, said, take a look at this. And he started pulling images aside. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I licensed pictures right there on my first, you know, first meeting with him. That's awesome. Yeah, and so every time I'd go down there, I'd, he'd say, oh, let me know when you're going back. You're paying for your thing. With yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I contacted the agency for Delta, Delta Airlines. Okay. And uh, same thing, you know, I would FedEx them images and they'd pick out stuff and I licensed, uh, I made a, a very good sale or licensing um, with, with the agency for Delta Airlines too. And so the speaking Spanish, you know, getting around into some of the um, archeological and the pyramids in Oaxaca. Yes. Monte Alban. Yes. Well, so I was there. a lot of time in Oaxaca? Um, not a lot, no, yeah. I was there on one trip. I loved it. And Good food. Yeah, oh, the food was amazing. All over Mexico, I had the, the greatest food. I met so many amazing people yeah. that were very helpful. So they were closing the, the monument, Tulum, where the pyramids are okay. there. Okay. And they're about to close. Well, this is where my Spanish came in handy. I, you know, I spoke to the guy who didn't speak English and mm -hmm. said, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm from the LA area. Mm -hmm. You know, is there any way I could just go in and get, oh, yeah, it's my friend, come in. So <laughs> it opened doors, a lot of doors. And that was just mm -hmm. one story I could go on and on but mm -hmm. that got me into a lot of meet a lot of people and mm -hmm. so that diversity kind of it aided you yeah. in what you were trying to do and then I I, I had a, a profound love for portrait photography yes. as well yes and this is when I was sort of breaking into shooting from being a photo assistant into trying to get assignment work um, so uh, I was in Mexico City one summer and I found a, an inexpensive housing arrangement and the woman who rented the room out to me, her daughter had just received a Guggenheim. She's a, a fine art painter. 
oh. Irma Palacios. Uh -huh. And her whole, um, her husband and her husband's brothers are all well-known fine art Mexican painters. Oh. So I did a portrait of, of her, of Irma Palacios Flores, um, with my Hasselblad and so oh. forth. And I, I really was happy with that portrait. And it oh. kind of, I don't know, a little light bulb <laughs> went off in my head. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, I really love doing, you know, environmental portraits of, mm. of people who are artists and, you know, mm. so went on to photograph a lot of jazz musicians, skateboarders, bike messengers, coffee baristas. Mm -hmm. so, and that's mm -hmm. mostly what I've done. A lot of my work has been portrait uh, based people. When lifestyle. was it that you got turned on a portrait like this? So that was in the summer of 1986. Okay, so not really. When I made yeah. that picture of, of Irma Palacios Flores. That's the moment. In her art studio in Mexico City. What yeah. was it about that, that? You know, it was just a feeling. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like when you meet someone, you know, that you fall in love with. You don't, you, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of irrational, but you just have this uh -huh. euphoric feeling of, wow, this is, this is cool. I, I really like this, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just everything kind of fell into place. And mm. the training, you know, the assisting work and learning to work. You know, back then I didn't have the luxury of bringing strobe lighting equipment. I just had a fill card. I think I had a little Vivitar flash and her studio had a beautiful skylight. So okay. it was gorgeous daylight. Okay. And I shot, you know, color negative film on Hasselblad. So you had to get your exposure right and know what you were doing. But yep. it had a little bit of, um, little bit of uh, latitude. A little, a little bit of wiggle room there? Yeah, but it was, it was good. Not like slide film, but... Yeah, no, not like slide film, but it was. It probably would have been fine if I'd shot ectochrome too. It's pretty, okay. pretty oh, right that's what on. You mean. Okay. Yeah, right, right, yeah, but, right. but yeah, I just really enjoyed doing why, doing why those did portraits. That, why did that photo work? Do you think? Because that, that's that's the confounding thing to me about, and the fascinating thing about portrait is that what I discovered after taking your class is that for me, what's interesting about portrait is that when you look at the shot, aside from all the technical stuff you did to make that shot, um, that person's looking at you, and and whatever they think of you is going to be in that image. Yeah. And so my subject in that case, uh, Irma Palacios yeah. Flores, um, you know, she really, she did speak English, but not well. And mm -hmm. her mother didn't speak any and her husband didn't. So mm -hmm. I was able to communicate. That's where the Spanish came in. Mm -hmm. And also, I think she saw me as a genuine person. She knew that mm -hmm. I had, well, I had a background in art history, so I knew about art and we could talk about artists and mm -hmm. you know whether it was Frank Stella or you know Diego Rivera or somebody mm -hmm. um, you know from her country but she we just got along they liked music they were into music like I was you know whether mm -hmm. it was rock and roll jazz mm -hmm. um, they liked going to coffee houses mm -hmm. and uh, you know we kind of became friends we did mm -hmm. become friends mm -hmm. and I guess I had to I think the way Avedon once worded it was um, you know, I won her kind of unearned trust because I didn't know her that long. I was kind of new. I'm wondering about. I was someone renting a room from her her mom who who had like kind of a boarding house mm -hmm. there. Um, but I think she knew she could trust me and that that my intentions were good. And um, I was drawn to her just her sense of style. You know, mm -hmm. I loved I love her artwork. It's mm -hmm. just beautiful. Um, and of course, you know. I thought this could be a, a series for me to do, you know, mm -hmm. painters. So mm -hmm. I photographed many other fine art painters. Mm -hmm. um, some were more well known mm -hmm. uh, than she. Uh, Rufino Tamayo is one. Mm -hmm. He was very, very famous Mexican painter. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was a personal project, just yes. like my skateboarding uh, yes. 
series and Venice skaters to be specific and the coffee baristas and the bike messengers. Mm -hmm. no, there was no money involved. I, mm -hmm. I actually spent some of my own hard earned money. Sure. Um, the bike messenger series, I rented a studio in LA m multiple times to photograph these guys, but it just was something that was within me. I had to do it, it mattered. Mm -hmm. um, and I really liked all these people. You know, I just thought they were pretty cool. Sort of like this. Yeah, yeah. So do you, Tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah. every portrait you've ever shot, is are they just all pictures of Bruce Hershey? Wow, that's a good question. I would say there's probably some of me in there, especially my personal work, um, but... Because they're looking at you. It's kind of a combination, you okay. know, of me and them. Um, mm -hmm. My most recent personal series of portraits, I photographed a, a women's cycling team from L.A. Okay. Uh, um, uh, the she-wolf attack team mm. and um, I'd met a couple of them at some bike races I went to watch and photograph just again for fun because I love cycling mm -hmm. and uh, you know there is a little bit of me in there of course you know it almost has to be because I picked the location I picked the studio the approach to the and they're photography. looking at you and they're thinking about you yeah and they're trusting me or yeah, not or not you know whatever they think is in yeah, that yeah they're one of their main i wouldn't call her leaders but one of the you know the, the the person who i reached out to who i contacted to see if i could get them to come and do you know do mm -hmm. these portraits with me she met me i ran into her at a at a, at a coffee shop mm -hmm. in in downtown la before the races and we just since she was sitting next to me and i just started a conversation with her mm -hmm. and um, we became friends on Facebook and then probably two years later is when I thought you know I wanted to photograph her cycling team mm -hmm. you know so she had to trust me and that's something mm -hmm. that's important otherwise you know why why would you get all these women to go to a photo studio with some sure. <laughs> some guy with a camera you know sure. right so right. yeah right. and not even just the trust but just and I'm harping on this but that do you like to have your photograph taken most, um, photograph, most photographers don't. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm not, you know. It doesn't I, bother you? Like I was I, never a model, you know, right. so, um, but no, not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't bother, bother me. you? Okay. No, and I think, you know, that's funny. Now that I think of it, when I was a photo assistant, I had to stand in for Polaroids and, you yes. know, all the time yes. to get the lighting right too. before right. the talent showed up or the yeah. CEO showed up or whoever, yeah. um, whoever we were photographing. Yeah. So I think I, I got used to that. So okay. I'm, I'm kind of over over the. Because many times I'll take a camera to a photographer and they're just. No, that doesn't happen that's with not me. You. Okay. Not at all. Right. <laughs> that's, well, that's good. No. Because I was going to say, if that's the case, I mean, there's, if there's any truth to what I'm saying about when you take a portrait of somebody, there's some of you in that portrait, then there's probably thousands of pictures of you out there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. What what is it about photography that's so interesting. Why, why, why do we like these silly little boxes? <laughs> yeah. You just push the button. It takes no skill. Why is that interesting? Why, why, why is that? I think yeah. I, I always had an interest in creating things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I was handed a camera at a young age and just, mm -hmm. it always kind of, one thing led to another. For me, mm -hmm. I think it was a great way to, to tell stories or mm -hmm. share, you know, my passion, things that matter most to me, you mm -hmm. know, um, a way to share them with friends and viewers and so mm -hmm. forth. Now um, with a fine art background, why not just draw a picture or why not paint a picture? Is that better? If, if, you, sh if you shot a picture of me or if you had the ability to paint a picture of me, is one better than the other? I don't the, think so, the no. Same. No, if I had a talent for drawing and painting, I think 
maybe that would be better, but but my strength has been photography and I've accepted that and you know. Why would that be better? Because if you draw me or paint me, isn't there a lot more of you in it because you're... <laughs> That's true. Um, I think it would be a mess because I've, I've been, my, my handwriting is terrible. My, my ability to draw is marginal at best. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. That's something I think about uh, is just image, you know, like with cameras, everybody that's sitting around us has a camera. They're not hard to get anymore. And you can, you can do a lot with these little, Oh yeah. you know, and yet we're still intrigued by photography. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Well, it used to be such a magic process, you know, you'd, you'd have this latent image on your film mm -hmm. and then you'd get back from your trip to Paris or wherever, mm -hmm. you know, in my case, Oaxaca or Cancun or somewhere. And, uh, you know, you didn't really know if the pictures were going to no. be great. You just had to have this intuitive kind of confidence knowing that, oh, I, I think I just got some great shots, you know. You might have saw something in the viewfinder yeah. and you kind of, did you know sometimes, because I kind of knew when I'd shoot skating that I knew that oh that one was good yeah but not always but then there'll be one that would surprise me in that batch no I think I knew it was good I think I knew you could see it in the viewfinder I, yeah in the viewfinder and it just intuitively and mm -hmm. having done something so many times mm -hmm. and that's another thing with photography like any discipline like music or mm -hmm. skateboarding or what what have you um, you know if you want to get good at it you know practice for 12,000 hours you know whether it's playing the guitar the violin the right. saxophone I agree uh, learning to paint mm -hmm. you know yeah it's one of the things I loved about your classes there's a assignment every week it seemed like and, but that's how you do it yeah I wanted my students when I taught that class that portrait photography class um, I say it sort of in the past tense because I don't really know you know it was a part-time thing so there's no guarantee I'll be back but mm -hmm. um, I felt that it was important to make pictures all the time. All the time. All the time. I, I even brought my camera here with me. A lot of times I'll bring a camera around mm -hmm. with me. And uh, I have a good friend, Elliot Crowley's his name. He actually had some work in a show at Cypress College. Uh, it's called The Daily Photo Game. It's a website. Okay. And uh, Elliot Crowley's one of the great artists who's in that, in that group. As, as uh, I mentioned, Robert Neese, uh, another mm -hmm. friend of mine, Bob Stevens. Who's a very successful advertising? Um, shot a lot of car ads, big, big time. I mean, you're talking Infinity, Mercedes, you know. But Elliot Crowley um, taught at Brooks Institute when that was around part time. But he had a saying, something about you know, always making pictures constantly. He said, "How dare we call ourselves photographers and never make pictures or haven't picked up the camera in two months because you haven't had a." you know, a purchase order come through your email. You know, he says, how can you call yourself a photographer if you're not out making pictures, you know, all the time on a regular basis? That he was, believed it had to be a passion? Yeah, and for him it is, and myself too. I think he and I, and, and, and a lot of my photographer friends, it is, we really do kind of uh, eat, breathe, sleep photography, you know. <laughs> it's part of, part of me, that, and the cycling and the music, you know, as you yes. know, I love music. Yes. And, I love seeing live music. I love my records, and uh, you know, and I love coffee. Here we are at this great coffee house yeah, in Santa you. Ana. It's wonderful. <laughs> you know, um, I was gonna—I knew I was gonna sit with you, so I didn't ask on your Instagram. But I, you put these wonderful, you know, snippets of uh, vinyl on your Instagram, and I wondered if you knew that the that the Instagram was in the digital format is actually chopping up that beautiful 
analog signal into chunks. Did you, yeah. Do you know that about audio? Yeah, on the, on the um, Instagram stories, you can only go so many seconds at a time. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're connected, and I know it, it is, as you oh, say. Oh, not that, not that, but the, 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 literally the way this device works as opposed to a tape oh, machine. Right. Tape machines are actually continuous. Right. Whereas any, the, the best audio recorder in the world is only chunks of audio. That's the whole 44. Right. You know, 44, 48 kilohertz to 16. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It represents which, how many chunks of audio. So you're taking this beautiful record. Yeah. By the way, the lows on that were just gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and, and we, but when you throw it over Instagram, it's actually chopping it up. It is. And so for me, the Instagram has just been a lot of fun. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, this instantaneous, this is where my head's at right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes um, I, I bought, well, I don't know which one you're talking about, but the latest post was an album by T-Rex, Mark Bolin and T-Rex. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I got it on eBay and I was just enjoying it. And that one song just, I just said, wow, this is so cool. And mm -hmm. I just, I just stand up and record it and throw it on there. <laughs> and I don't know, I get a few comments, you know, mm -hmm. some people will send me a message on the story. You mm -hmm. can't see it, but they'll message me and mm -hmm. say, oh yes, this is amazing. I, I hadn't heard this track yeah. before, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of sharing, you know, a little bit about, you know, things I really love and enjoy right. and right. feel are, are uh, outstanding you know mm -hmm. <laughs> on that subject how how do you as a what's your view is on social media as a professional photographer uh, my friend Ray Zimmerman said that if you're on he said that because I'm on Instagram meaning himself that many people would consider him a substandard photographer because you know he's a part of the problem which is diminishing the value of photography and blah 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 and well I, How do you walk that line? I don't, I mean, it, it's kind of the genie's out of the bottle and it's not going back inside. So why, my attitude is why would I, as a visual communicator, visual artist, photographer, not want to share my work and be more mm -hmm. accessible? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a great photographer, she's based out of New York, Pamela Hansen, mm -hmm. who I've always loved her work. She directs mm -hmm. TV commercials. And I, I've shared her when I've taught the class um, several times, some of her little TV commercials, but she's on Instagram all the time putting pictures and I think if- and People if, still hire her. And, and so is Peter Lindbergh. Yes, <laughs> so, I, I follow him. Yeah, his yeah. work is amazing. It's so amazing, yeah. All the time putting his images. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends mm -hmm. um, who are great photographers who I've mentioned are posting images. I think it's just a great way to, you know, whether it's a picture, uh, mm -hmm. my friend Luis Garcia just went to Nashville for an assignment. He posted some pictures of, you know, taking off, flying back from, uh, here I am in, uh, you know, Chicago, mm -hmm. flying back to LA, and there's a picture of the jet, you know, out the window of the airport, and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of just showing people where he's at. Mm -hmm. it, maybe it's kind of a way for us to, you know, maybe market ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I got one of, uh, one of my most, you know, joyous photo assignments, you know, for lack of a better word, was through a Facebook connection, um, through, I photographed, uh, did a series of vintage British motorcycles Ooh. and met a guy one day at a cafe who had a, I think a 64 Triumph Bonneville and was talking to him. Mm -hmm. Didn't know anything about him, you know, what he does for a living or mm -hmm. his background. And, uh, you know, met him a couple times at these vintage motorcycle events. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day on Facebook, he sends me a message and says, hey, I have this assignment. I don't know if it's something you're interested in, but uh, turns out he was a 
he is a marketing director at Ford Motor Company. Oh. It had this amazing assignment for me. It was just Killer. a blast. That's Photographed awesome. a bunch of rock and roll bands, and Whoa. Don Waz was involved. The, the, it's like the, right up your alley. Oh, it's absolutely up my alley. <laughs> I said, oh, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, that, that sort of partly came, well, partly from me being out in the world and yes. meeting people and, you know, shooting things, photographing things that I, I'm personally interested in, mm -hmm. um, talking to people and being on social media, you know, not, not being hard to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, he kind of knew where my head was at by seeing my work and my mm -hmm. pictures. Because he saw this tone. Yeah, mm -hmm. he saw what I was doing and he thought, oh, mm -hmm. this guy would probably be good for this job. So, yeah, so that worked out pretty well mm -hmm. for me. So, no, I don't think it's hurt me. I mean, I suppose it has. I don't know. I can't, you know, mm -hmm. don't have any stories of it. But, no, I think it's good. And in fact, I get a lot of people, some of them are clients who, who mm -hmm. hire me to do work, who say they, they enjoy all my uh, photographs from coffee houses. Because <laughs> I, when I travel for work, whether I'm somewhere in L mm -hmm. L.A. or, you know, um, where was I last? A few weeks ago, I was in Indianapolis mm -hmm. on an assignment. And, went to a really cool coffee shop called Coat Check Coffee. Mm -hmm. Great coffee. It was in this beautiful building, old historic building. Right. But uh, so that's, that's one of the things about photography that I've really enjoyed and continue to enjoy is I get into places where, you know, most people don't have access to, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a cardiology, you know, center at a, a big hospital, mm -hmm or whether it's in the office of the president of Blue Note Records in LA. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, the, my career has really been a, a, a tremendous gift in other ways other than just being able to make a living taking pictures, you know. So. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating to me. Um, you've been a great influence on me, you know. You, you, when I first met you, you know, I, I um, you know, your classes were, like you say, a lot of shooting, and you're not super rigid on, well, this sucks, or this is good, or this is bad, you know, but you had, you know, you're a working photographer, and you have those components that working photographers have, you know, there's something about you that's in your work, you know, and, and you know, it's been a long sense, because I, I just forgot what I was going to say, but I was yeah. going to say, I love your shots when you're on the bike and you're, I, and I don't tell me what it is because I don't want to know, but yeah, but, but I feel like you're on the bike and, and it's the street in Newport Beach or somewhere where you're riding. And I love them because like everything I don't see, because I know you a little bit just from taking your class and hearing you talk about your passion for biking and, and but when I see the shot of just the street, like my mind fills in all the rest of what's going on with that love for that. Oh yeah. I love yeah. those. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the neat thing about cycling, too, is it gets me out to places, you know, it's different when you're walking somewhere or on a bike than being in a car. You're yep. not so insulated in that car. When you're on walking around right. or on your bike. The you sounds, know, the smells. Everything. The visual, yeah. the slower process. I mean, I'll talk, stop at a red light sometimes and talk to someone who's waiting to cross the street. You know, they'll ask me a question about the bike or how far you're riding. And, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a better way to connect with other with other human beings <laughs> and the environment I mean, yeah yeah totally yeah yeah wow that's cool uh how are you doing you all right yeah i'm good okay because i i make you guys talk the whole time and i just sit here and yeah <laughs> nod your head <laughs> well that's good I, you had you got me to think about some things that i hadn't oh, really cool. you know verbalized maybe and, cool you know so so that's good yeah 
I had another question for him. We'll have to sit here for a second, see if it's if it comes to the top. Because you have such great information that gets my mind jagging off on other things. And, <laughs> uh, but um, let me think about this. Oh, well, it would be that. It would be that, were you just always this, did you ever have a lull in your interest for photography? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. You've worked at it your whole life. Um, I was talking to some ex, maybe it was, I don't think he was an ex-student of yours, but a Cypress College uh, student photographer, and he got a job in catalog, and so the last thing he wants to do when he gets home is pick up a camera. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you, like, do that? You know, how do you keep your, you do projects, nobody's paying you money for some of the projects you do. I think that's, that's what I, I just enjoy, photography, and, and by doing my own personal projects, and, um, you know, or portfolio shots, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a way to kind of stay true to my, my vision and maybe grow as a... Does it feed into your professional work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my best, the best work I've ever been awarded, you know, by ad agencies or magazines was that art buyer or that art director saw my personal work. They saw one of my, my, uh, one of my images, you know, and they said, oh, I want one of those, you know. I had a magazine out of New York they saw when, when I had ads in the workbook when that was the best way to promote yourself mm -hmm. they used one of my images in a layout it was a, um, a series I did a personal project called Saturday Night mm -hmm. and I did a series of you know the theme was Saturday Night so I did a bowling night where I, you know I had actors I hired actors and they came and at a bowling alley and I did a bunch of lifestyle shots but this was a um, series at a nightclub, mm -hmm. and, and I used the Mayan in downtown LA, mm. Mayan Theater. It's just a great, lo beautiful location. Mm. So uh, I photographed some cigarette girls, you know, it had kind of a, a period. You're talking about costumes, the whole deal. Yeah, oh yeah, wardrobe, props, mm. hair and makeup, mm -hmm. you know. So I had a couple cigarette girls, a bartender, uh, you know, a young guy that was kind of at the end of the shoot, kind of cleaning up, sweeping the floor. <laughs> so I, I would approach those almost like a mini um, miniature movie, mm -hmm. like, you know, but with still photos. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the night, you know, the cigarette girls and the bartender, they were counting their tips, you know, sitting at the table, having a drink. And then um, the guy in the background was sweeping up the floor, you know, like you'd really mm -hmm. see at three in the morning at a nightclub, mm -hmm. you know, was kind of trying to tell the story. Mm -hmm. But one of those pictures that I ran in the workbook led to an assignment from a, a really great photo editor. Um, he flew out to work with me and, and they, they did a series, the magazine did a series, it was called Egg Magazine. Mm -hmm. They did a series on unusual careers, you know, so I think they did a, a thing on, uh, I don't know, ba baseball players and, you know, different, different careers. Anyway, they, they yeah. got this idea, he said from my photo in the workbook, to do a series on cigarette girls, you know, that worked at nightclubs, that that's, dressed up in the costume. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and he said originally they were gonna just find someone in New York to do it and kind of emulate the style, the lighting that I did. And, mm -hmm. and then they, they couldn't really find anyone and then he sent, they finally broke down and called me and said, why, why <laughs> would we hire it. someone else to yeah, do it? Yeah, Bruce Hershey's <laughs> the guy that did it. So, so that was really, you know, fun and, mm -hmm. and um, it's gratifying to be hired, you know, by someone to, you know, for your vision and, and not just to solve a problem. That's true. You know, because you do get, a, I get a lot of jobs, I'm sure most photographers do, 
Nowadays, with the internet, people can find someone if they have a shoot that needs to be done in Boca Raton, Florida. They'll, they'll look online and find someone who's based there rather yeah, than fly somebody there, there. Right. yeah, and spend right. the money on the hotels and so forth. But right. uh, anyway, so you know, you might be hired just because you're based in that zip code or area. Um, of course, your work has to be good too, but you're right. not really setting yourself apart to where they want. You're, you're not being hired for your vision, so to speak. You're being right. hired more to solve a problem. And the fact that you right. can light it and technically pull it off, that's a given, right. you know. Right. So, so that's always the, the best thing is to get hired for your vision. Your vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That has to be gratifying. For me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And when you did that, that shoot, it was just because you what 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 inspired that vision? I mean, I would never think to. I mean, it's stylistically, it sounds very like you. Yeah. Now that I think about it, but yeah, is that just why you wanted to do that when you originally the the series, yeah. the Saturday Night series? Yeah. So I worked. I took some workshops with a guy named Ian Summers, who's been a great, probably one of my greatest. Um, well, I've had many many great teachers in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned several of them, like Jerry Birchfield and John Sexton and Rob Johnson. Um, you know, friendship. Um, and uh, Ian Summers uh, was a, a great art director. He was creative director at the, then it was called the Creative Black Book, which mm -hmm. was like the workbook. And he, he had workshops, um, he still does workshops, um, creativity workshops. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he worked with, with us, the people in our group, to kind of develop more personal work. And we came up with the Saturday night theme. It was kind of, it was me. It was something that was definitely me. Sounds I've always, you. Yeah, I've always loved yeah. nightclubs. And, yeah. You know, I used to go to a lot of punk rock shows, and mm -hmm. you know, I like jazz clubs. Yeah, it's it's me, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, it was just an easier way. You know, like when you were in high school and you had to write an essay, mm -hmm. didn't your English teacher tell you, well, pick something you know about or want to write about, you That's know, yes. rather than something you're the least bit interested. True. So, That's kind true. of the same with photography. If you have another another passion, you know, if you mm -hmm. love race cars, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, um, my friend Boyd James, he's, he's always loved race cars and off-road, you know, trucks and all that. And, you know, he went to Art Center, he assisted, he assisted some great car photographers and that's what he does. He shoots cars and off-road racing. And he knows that he loves it. It's what he loves and yeah. knows. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how that Saturday night series for me was just, it was just very me. That's <laughs> so, cool. I want to take yeah. a I just have two two more questions. If you you have time, how's you how yeah. are you doing on time? I'm fine. Okay, I want to take a shot right now because yeah, the sun's is it good? Train us. I mean, if you can go a little bit yeah, in yeah, just in towards the wall a little yeah, maybe chin down just a little because I got uh -huh. a little. Just find out. This is really uh, nerve wracking for me because you would do this so much better than I. Maybe not. <laughs> Well, one thing I, you know, one thing I, I was taught, mm -hmm. and I think I might have read this in Annie Leibovitz's book mm -hmm. at, at work. Mm -hmm. I think she talks about making a picture of someone or and not liking the results and going back and redoing it. Mm -hmm. So from that, I've learned. Well, I think I knew this even before reading that. But don't ever be afraid whether you're photographing, you know, a model who's being paid to be there. Mm -hmm or a heart surgeon at a, you know, Johns Hopkins University. Mm -hmm. If you get a shot and you're not real happy, don't be afraid to tell the surgeon, you know what? I think there might be a better right. possibility over here. Let's go, let's roll up that door and right. go over here. Right. Don't, don't ever just be walk away and think yeah, you're gonna fix it. Don't be intimidated. Yeah. You, know, you have to be in control, just like 
that heart surgeon would be in right. directing, you know, the surgery That's and true. getting it done right. So you've got to be a professional, you know, right. when you're when you're doing assignment work or your own personal work. Right. So, right. Yeah. So my last two questions: the the, the um, second to last is, in this day of social media and all this stuff, does a photographer need a photographic website and social media presence, or one or the other? Well, I think it's a good idea. I, I, I think one could get away without a regular standard, you know, mm -hmm. traditional website, but um, I personally would recommend both. If that, you were a high end photographer, would you look at their static website as well as the social media or just one or the other? Oh, I'd look at both. You would look at both? Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the last one is um, what. Um, what inspired you to shoot these skateboarders? Of course, I'm, of course I'm a skateboarder, so. Yeah. It, you know, and what was that experience? Yeah, so like a lot of my, <laughs> like, like the bike messenger experience where mm -hmm. I literally ran into a bike messenger in mm -hmm. a freight elevator mm -hmm. in LA when I was on assignment photographing an attorney at a big law firm. Um, I, was, I was working in, in LA and I was at Venice Beach. I yep. think I was in between shoots. I was in between shoots. We had an okay. early morning, pre-dawn, early, early shoot in Hollywood. Okay. Then we had a, uh, a sunset shoot in Venice. So we got there early and our, where we prepped and did wardrobe and makeup was a hotel mm -hmm. right on Venice Beach. So I had a couple hours free time and just walked around mm -hmm. and found all these skaters, you know, and just mm -hmm. said, wow, yeah. these guys are cool. And I think I even took a couple of shots with my 5D uh -huh. just for fun. Mm -hmm. And um, when I would have, you know, slow times, you know, when I had time, I would I would go just get in the car and drive out there, hang out. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I always ask people to take their picture. I'm not one to just stick my camera right. in someone's face. Right. So I would approach the skaters and say, hey, is it, you know, is it cool if I take some pictures of you? And, mm -hmm. Most of them loved it. And yep. I would, of course, email them the pictures, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they loved the pictures too. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's kind of how that started. And mm -hmm. it be just became a series. And, mm -hmm. you know, like the jazz musicians and the bike messengers, um, and probably like you asked me earlier, am I taking a picture of myself? Mm -hmm. um, I think I identify with these, you know, people that are, um, I don't want to say unusual, but, you know, the jazz musicians and the bike messengers mm -hmm. and the coffee baristas. Mm -hmm. It's not your traditional, accounting job, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday with the full benefits, kind mm -hmm. of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I kind of see myself in them too, because, right. you know, you had asked about my parents supporting me as a, deciding artist, to be an, an art artist. major, yeah. you know, yeah. in school. Yeah. Well, it's not a guarantee for money not, return. No. And a lot of my friends, parents, you know, my friends who are engineers and doctors and lawyers, yes. and, businessman, you know, a lot of their parents, you know, would, would have pulled me aside and said, no, 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 you, you want to get a degree. A you want to get a degree in engineering, you'll get a job, then you can buy a house. And go do your photography and have a mortgage on a house, and yeah. do your photography. <laughs> and, you know, well-intending parents. Absolutely. I mean, no, absolutely. there's a lot of truth to that. It, it can really be a fool's game, you know, trying to make it as a photographer. I'm sure you could plug in the word musician actor, you know, et cetera, so, mm -hmm. or fine artist, but mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I was fortunate that I somehow knew and had the confidence not to abandon the dream mm -hmm. and, and just continue mm -hmm. moving forward with it, so. Yeah. And you obviously had a, a component to business in your head if you were going to Mexico and you were like, oh, how can I pay for this? You call up yeah. the, the, you know, airline and get that going. I mean, not a lot of, not all, not every photographer would do that. And there's a, 
There's a deficit of that type of education in photography. Well, I was fortunate, and um, I must mention Maria Piscopo, who has a book out you can get on Amazon.com. So Maria taught at Orange Coast College long after I had graduated from Cal State Fullerton, and a, a friend of mine, Sylvia Bissonette, who's also, she's a great photographer, took her class, and the class was uh, Marketing Your Creative Services. And this is how I learned, this is why she taught me how to find and seek out mm -hmm. those who can give me what I want. Okay. Which in this case was give me money to go to Mexico yeah. and make pictures of yeah. whatever captures my fancy. You know? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Get paid for that? And and that is true. When I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, I had no idea how to market my creative services. I worked in a toy store part time and shot weddings and whatever I could. Yeah. Um, and and then I got into photo assisting with some truly great photographers who taught me, you know, fantastic working, you know, techniques, techniques and more than that, production, you know, getting the right wardrobe, mm -hmm. getting the right location, getting the permit for the location, mm -hmm. um, knowing to rent a studio, if you had to rent a studio, mm -hmm. knowing to rent a studio that's close to the ad agency or the celebrity and the studio that has air conditioning in August when it's going to be 98 <laughs> degrees out that day. That's some so, wisdom right there. Yeah, and a good stereo system Music's huge. that works and, yeah. you know, coffee makers, clean dishes, mm -hmm. you know, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So that's the stuff they don't teach you at, well, not at, not at academic colleges yes. like where I went. Now, if you go to Art Center, you know, that's a professional college. They, you will learn these things. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, right. take out some loans or have a rich uncle, hopefully. But um, <laughs> great school. A lot of my friends went there, and mm -hmm. I was fortunate to work for a lot of, you know, Art Center graduates and alumni. And uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, no, I, I, I definitely probably went the long way around the block and mm -hmm. learned by mm -hmm. doing and working long hours and making some mistakes here and there. But, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, chatting. You're welcome, Ken. Great to see you again. Ran this battery out. Did we? Is it I dead? Hope, I hope. <laughs> You'll have fun editing. I like that. to talk to people so long you guys get um, exhausted. Yeah, that's actually a good way. I shoot people that in the same way. When I'm shooting a skate shot, I'll shoot, and they'll literally tell me.